Hi, it's Dr. Squee here. I'm here to tell you about my live video podcast event, Squeefest 2020, brought to you by StreamYard. 2pm to 2pm British Summertime, or 9am to 9am Eastern, I will be going live for 24 hours on the Dr. Squee Show Facebook page and twitch.tv slash Dr. Squee to raise money for NHS charities together who are supporting NHS staff and volunteers who are bringing the fight to COVID-19. We will have guest stars including the third Doctor Doctor Who companion Katie Manning from Going Live. We have Trevor Simon. Stand-up comedian Anubhav Powell will be bringing Mumbai to the event and we'll have so many more guest stars to announce. As well as that we have quizzes, games, panels with authors and ghost hunters. We've also got your favourite podcasts. Retrek, Netheads, Legend in My Spare Time, Due South by Southeast, Unclassical, Dead Piet Society, Talking Codswallop, Diversely Geek, Legend of the Travelling Tardis, Dog's Best Friend, and Blay Makes Food. As well as all that, our friends over at SW20 Radio, The Sound of South Wales, will be broadcasting an hour of Squeefest with our friend Matt Lees. Please follow our Facebook page and at Dr. Squee on Twitter and Instagram for more guest announcements as we have them. All this and so much more. If you can afford to donate, please go to justgiving.com slash squeefest now or on the day and give what you can. And join me for 24 hours of fun. I'll see you there. Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Cod Swallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking cod swallow. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Cod Swallow podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Cards Wallop. I am Gemma, and with me today is nobody, because it is a solo show today. Unfortunately, James has been struck ill with a really bad head cold, not to make it light or anything, but it is just a head cold. It isn't anything of this evil coronavirus or anything like that going around. But yeah, he is feeling utterly rotten at the moment. And of course, with podcasts and head colds, they didn't go very well together and we didn't want his snotty voice on this episode did we so uh you get stuck with my wonderful amazing voice <laughs> so i'm gonna be sat here for the next 20 30 minutes or so just chatting away to myself but what am i doing really i'm talking to you guys wanted to take the opportunity to apologize that we didn't put out an episode last week last week James was still very ill and both of our work lives were insanely busy as well. So once we turned off the monitors, we just wanted to collapse and go to sleep basically. So unfortunately that was a case of 
being utterly exhausted and we just could not face it so i'm ever so sorry it probably would have helped if we'd have actually done a recording because it probably would have lifted our spirits but you know we didn't want to take the risk that you might get a completely grumpy grumpy version of both me and james otherwise you'd probably think that andy was back you know (laughs) i mean christ (laughs) two andys on one podcast that would not be good (laughs) It's a good job I find my jokes funny, isn't it? Because I'm sat here just having a good old giggle to myself. (laughs) And yeah, but anyway, I am assuming that you're all laughing. And if you're not laughing, why are you not laughing? Why? Why are you not laughing? Me, health-wise, unfortunately, I've not been very well either this week. This week I've got uh, what seems to be vertigo. Went to the doctor, went to A&E, because... Where I'm in pool at the moment. My doctor's surgery is about, I don't know. I do know how long away it is. It's an hour away. So it was just kind of easier in a way to go to A&E and uh, get checked out and stuff. And it seems that I've either got vertigo or a middle ear problem, which to me kind of seemed like the same thing anyway. So I'm very, very dizzy at the moment. And uh, it's not fantastic walking up and down stairs. And it's left me pretty exhausted as well. So I don't want to sort of go into, you know, moaning, moaning, moaning. But then this podcast is based on moaning. So, you know, maybe you're happy to listen to me. So, but yeah, I'm in quite a lot of pain with it and I'm feeling really, really ill with it as well. So it's not been very nice. So we nearly didn't have an episode again this week, but I didn't want to do two in a row. So I wanted to make sure that I at least tried to put something out for you. Whether this is going to be good is uh, another thing. I guess we'll find out. God, news. There is so much news. First bit of news is that both me and James but most importantly me because I am the creator forgot talking Codswallet's birthday it was a couple of weeks ago and we didn't do anything special we did an episode which you know some of you might think was special some of you think might think was special but you know <laughs> otherwise it wasn't anything like a brilliant to do so big sorry to the Talking Cards Wallet podcast. I can't believe that it's three years old today. Oh, today. What the hell? I just said that I'm two weeks late. <laughs> oh, not two weeks late. <laughs> I can't believe that it's um three years old, to be honest. It's insane that I started this project three years ago and I kind of look how far it's come. And it's kind of ironic as well, because I was listening back to the first episode that I put out. And it was just me talking that day as well. And editing wise, oh, it was tough to listen to. It was, the content wasn't too bad, but you know, with regards to the editing, it was, oh, just pure robotic version of me. So I don't know if any of you out there have ever done any editing, but it's kind of like you do the whole edit every tiny little space out so you you feel as though it's a good content and it's a good episode and you're going to be amazing and the best thing ever and you will in time but uh not on your first episode i don't think i've heard many people's first episodes and it be perfectly polished unless of course it's one of the the big time podcasts um but usually you'll find that they've got their own you know editor that can actually do the work for them which is lovely 
Some of us don't have that luxury, but some of us are amazing. We do it ourselves. <laughs> I haven't blown my own trumpet for a while. Yeah, so it was three years old. And again, I can't believe we missed it. And I am a little bit disappointed. But at the same time, life goes on. And other news, I'm also going to be moving into a house soon as well. At the moment, we're in the process of looking at trying to find a house to move into. As you can imagine, that is quite stressful and it's adding to the potential delays of podcasts in the coming weeks because as much as I want to keep doing this, I need to kind of give up something, unfortunately. And if if we can, we will absolutely because this is my love and my passion and I love speaking to you guys about stuff. But at the same time, if if we have to go out and like view a property or whatever, then the podcast might just have to take a back seat for a little while. But don't worry, we definitely will be back. So there's no problem there. Please don't worry. We would definitely be back and you guys better be there to listen to us because otherwise I'll be very, very sad. So yeah, so that's a quite exciting thing as well. Um, like I said, it's a bit stressful. It's weird going around people's houses and it's all right if they're like unoccupied because then you can kind of visualize seeing things and where your own belongings will all go and things like that. But yeah, with regards to, um, when other people's stuff isn't there, it's really, really weird. And it's <laughs> just, especially if they're like mid packing as well. So they're kind of like their stuff is pretty much all over the place. And it, I don't know, it just seemed a bit chaotic. So I went to see one yesterday and I had that feeling yesterday. So I didn't, yeah, I don't think we're going to go for that one. But fingers crossed for the one on Monday that we're going to go and see because on paper it looks perfect. So fingers, 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 fingers crossed. Actually make fingers, toes and eyes crossed if that would be okay, please. Another bit of good news I had this week as well. A few episodes ago, I mentioned a tadpole that's not been very well and um, he had a stroke and had other complications. And the other day I was just happened to be on my lunch break and then I looked down at my phone and I saw that he was actually calling me and it was the best telephone call that I've ever had. And it was so nice to hear um, I'm going to name him now, Graham's voice. And, you know, like he did, he just sounded normal and he didn't sound like he had any issues at all. He said, he said he's experiencing a few issues with regards to the, um, stroke that he had, but he seems to have come out kind of un unscathed and, uh, is living with a lot of old people at the moment. So. <laughs> A lot of love to you, Graham, and seriously did make my day speaking to you the other day. And, uh, I just really, really wanted to sort of say thank you ever so much for calling me because he is so humble. He then turned around to me and said, Oh, thank you ever so much for your support and your love and whatnot, you know, while he was, uh, while he was unwell. But of course, he's the kind of person that you'd want to help. And he's the kind of person that, he just gives so much love and yeah so I was so excited to actually hear from him and yeah that was really really special day for me so <laughs> I feel so stupid talking to myself right now <laughs> I'm kind of expecting James to go indeed indeed mm-hmm mm-hmm but 
that lassie's not here so it's just me like i said and it's very weird talking to myself after three years of episodes uh well minus the first one of uh talking to somebody but that is you know that is a bit crazy so um other things what what codswallop do i have oh i have got listener codswallop this week actually and that is from the westwoods and it is a joint one which is from becky and jamie westwood so thank you for giving me that. Well, Jamie kind of posted up um, a post on Facebook and uh, I happened to see it and said, oh, this looks like Codswallop. When you try to contact a supermarket, either because, I mean, there's various reasons why we would call a supermarket, isn't it? But you call a supermarket and then only to find that they're not answering the phones. There is no need for them to not answer the phones. There is always been to my knowledge anyway enough staff to be monitoring everything like the phones and whatnot yeah okay people have been furloughed and people have you know lost their jobs and and that's really sad but at the same time it's like in becky's case her daughter or sorry jamie and becky's daughter had uh left their favorite toy in the supermarket and she wanted to find out if they'd actually found it and so that they could come down and get it because if you've got children and i've got a part-time child um you know that if that toy is missing that is going to be the end of the day and it's going to be the worst kind of end of the day for that child because they need to go to bed with it or they just need it for comfort or or just in general it's their toy you know so they really really need it and but at the same time if i left my iphone in asda i'd be devastated too you know, but then I wouldn't be able to call them because <laughs> I've got no landline. So, <laughs> well, but you know, still, it's um something you know that you love. If you have lost it, it can be really devastating. So, yeah. So, people, if you work in a supermarket and you hear the phone ringing, please just answer the phone because that person may be a really irritating customer, or it may be a lovely person who's just trying to find something that has lost for a child for an adult i don't think i think that's pretty much covered the week so like i said it is going to be a short episode this week and i got given a story by my good friend lucy caton uh thank you ever so much lucy she obviously knows me well because she sent me a story which i'm going to read to you all and i haven't read this beforehand so you're going to get my genuine reaction but i get the gist of it from the headline so headline reads lou what Iceland supermarket closed after mum finds human poo in storage freezer. Lucy, you've got every right to be super proud of yourself right now. (laughs) An Iceland supermarket store forced to close after a mum of four found claims she found. Mm. Okay, the sun. Let us down. I thought I was reading it wrong, but I wasn't reading it wrong. So, an Iceland supermarket store forced to close after a mum of four claimed she found human poo in the store's freezer. Lynn McCabe, 35, was left horrified when her hand was smeared in poo after trying to reach for chicken nuggets in the freezer at Iceland in the Saltcoats, Scotland, yesterday. The mum from North Ayrshire realised that there was human faeces on the packaging when she accidentally touched her nose. 
disgusted, Ms. McCabe said, The smell was awful. I'm not going to do a Scottish accent. No, you can't make me, because all I can do is, oh, hey, do you? and that's crap. So, <laughs> and I already embarrassed Jamie last week, uh, last week, week before, I can't remember, um, when I did my Birmingham accent. So I'm not going to put you through it again. So Miss McCabe said, the smell was awful. I must have touched my nose after I put the chicken nuggets in the basket. At first, I didn't know where it was coming from. But then I realised. I was disgusted and just glad my little girl hadn't touched it first. Repulsed, Lynn quickly told staff what had happened and she said she was taken aback by their reaction and their goodwill gesture. She added, At first they laughed and then one was kind of heaving, saying that's disgusting. They let me use the staff room to clean my hands. They did say sorry and gave me a box of Lenore chocolate balls as an apology. I mean, come on, I'm covered in poo and they give me little chocolate balls to say I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> I think that's fucking amazing. <laughs> that's the kind of thing I'd do as well. Um, Lincoln claims staff blamed an elderly woman who had been in the store earlier in the day for the mishap and said that they would need to look at the till receipts and CCTV to find out what had happened. Poo what? <laughs> it said in capital letters in the middle of the article. <laughs> she said staff told her the woman was unwell and asking to use the toilet. Lynn told the Daily Record, which I don't know what newspaper that is, but I guess it's in Scotland, maybe, maybe a local rag. Uh, they said they made a m right mess and they had to clean it up. I was a bit shocked that they hadn't closed the shop, though. Surely if they knew that there had been an accident, they should have checked the place thoroughly. Who knows what kind of germs that person had, and it was lying there for hours before it was cleaned. But Lynn, also, this is just me speaking to you now, I have to say that it was at least frozen. So, you know, because chicken nuggets are normally in the freezer part, or I find that they're in the freezer part anyway. So at least it was frozen poo. So, you know, I think you're all right, love. Um, but yeah, yeah, you know, make sure you sterilize and make sure you get rid of everything. After leaving the store, Lynn contacted Iceland com Customer Service Department to complain. Oh, of course, she complained afterwards. So why didn't she complain at the time? That is one of my questions. Lynn, are you out there? Are you listening to me? Why didn't you think to actually complain at the time? I know that she, you did mention that, you know, the incident and you said what's going on and whatnot. But at the same time, you didn't, you didn't really need to call up and contact the customer service department, you know? Although, it would have been quite funny if you'd have had the incident that the Westwoods have had and then you wouldn't have been able to have got through. <laughs> but yeah, maybe people just complain at the time. And yeah, okay, chocolate balls are probably not the compensation that you're after and you wanted a little bit more than that. But at the same time, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I just, I just don't understand people that actually complain about stuff at a later date, you know. Just, just deal with it at the time. Ask to speak to the manager when you're actually there. Anyway, 
So, after leaving the store, Lynn contacted Iceland Customer Service Department to complain. She received a call back from the area manager who said he had not been made aware of the situation. Lynn added, He offered me a £20 voucher, a bottle of wine, and said there would be a few more freebies offered. Why the hell would I go back to that shop? She said, Iceland said they are aware of the situation. A spokesperson said, whilst we were unable to comment on the specific circumstances of this incident, which took place in one of our stores, we are confident that all necessary measures were taken. Upon being made aware of the incident, we immediately, immediately made plans to close our store for deep cleaning. This has now been completed and our store is open as usual. We extend our apologies to the customer for the upset caused and provide a gesture of goodwill in store. We encourage the customer to contact our customer care team directly so that we can escalate her query and ensure she is comfortable with the outcome. Is that how we're ending the story? Okay. I hate it when they just end a story like that. So it's like, no verdict, no nothing, you know. Oh, dear. But as I like to always do, I like to have a quick look through <laughs> the comments. <laughs> Sorry, one's just caught me in a, a caught an eye. <laughs> so, Bill Payer. That chicken wasn't finger looking good. <laughs> that really made me laugh. <laughs> Another person, Arizona Rugby, says... Doesn't really add up. Firstly, any poo would have been frozen or partly frozen. Secondly, even if it was not, she would have either seen it or felt it as she picked the chicken nuggets. And finally, how the hell do you accidentally touch your nose when taking things out of the freezer, particularly when you're wearing a mask? Yet another freeloader. Yeah, I kind of agree with that person, actually. And I think that maybe, you know, their child was there. Maybe the child had a pooey bum. Hmm. I think there might be a bit of mystery with this one. Kermit wrote, is she sure it wasn't a fried Mars bar? Because <laughs> the Scottish are renowned for frying Mars bars and things, aren't they? <laughs> um... Um, some people are like, damn, that's rank. Uh, <laughs> okay, so True Blue has written, that's why mums go to Iceland. <laughs> okay, so I think I've probably got the best of that. <laughs> Bill Bobby has put, got to be honest, the poo probably does taste better than their own brand chicken nuggets. <laughs> so, yeah, I can understand that as well. Yeah, uh, Chris's little boy does not like the chicken nuggets from there. So maybe, maybe, but we're also not going to make him eat a poo. Um, so, yeah, so thank you ever so much, Lucy, for sending that story across. I'm going to have a quick look to see if there is any other stories so that I can make it a little bit longer. So, weird stories. Uh, let's go to the Metro. Metro always comes up with something brilliant. <laughs> right, okay, I've got a story for you. <laughs> okay, so this is coming live from the Metro. I always find that the Metro is the most trusty of the newspapers, especially for this podcast. Um, for no other reason but for this podcast. <laughs> Right, so headline reads, Man, 
80, blows up his kitchen while trying to swat a fly. <laughs> and also, if anybody is listening to this and you've ever tried to swat a fly, I think you're going to relate to this, but maybe don't blow up your kitchen, okay? A pensioner blew up his own kitchen while trying to kill a fly with an electric buzz zapper. I've got a funny story with this in a minute as well. And actually, I'll tell it now because I haven't got a pause. And uh, basically, we had, I worked in a hotel and we had a electric buzz zapper like this gentleman is talking about here or the article was talking about. And, uh, basically, one of the people who I used to work with, it basically, it looks like a tennis racket or this one did anyway. And the, person came up to a reception because that's where I worked and just said oh Jem do me a favor just straight your hand across this so without thinking I just did it and got completely electric shock <laughs> and uh, <laughs> he was absolutely wetting himself but he did also say fair play Jem you just went ahead and did it didn't you <laughs> that's how naive I was and still am really Okay, so pensioner blew up his own kitchen while trying to kill a fly with an electric buzz, bug snapper. <laughs> a pensioner blew up his kitchen while trying to kill a fly with an electric bug zapper. The man 80 was trying to react to the buzzing insect, but he hadn't planned for the fact that gas was leaking into the property. Oh no. Uh, okay, this is not quite as funny, but maybe it will be. Maybe it will get funnier. Hold on, don't worry. He waved the bug snapper. Oh my god, I can't say the words. He waved the bug zapper, which looked like a tennis racket. Okay, so it's the one that I was talking about, and is designed to burn flies the moment that there is contact. But instead of swatting the fly, the hot instrument ignited the gas. The kitchen and part of the roof was destroyed, but the man escaped serious injury by diving to the floor. So good reflexes, Mr. Man. <laughs> he was treated in hospital following the disaster, which took place in the French village of Paracou Chinard. That is nothing like it's going to be at around 7.45 on Friday. An investigating source said... On this occasion, gas was leaking into the man's house. The very hot zapper ignited the gas, causing a sudden explosion. The man was lucky to get away with a burned hand after diving to the floor, but the kitchen was destroyed along with part of the roof. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. The roof. The roof. The roof is on fire. We don't need no one to let the motherfucker burn. There we go. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't be a normal episode if I didn't start singing, would it? Um, he has not been allowed to return to his house and is instead staying at a local campsite until repairs are carried out. It is not known whether the offending fly survived the blast. <laughs> Well, sacre bleu. 
<laughs> that did not work out for that guy. I wonder if <laughs> the fly is going to now write in with an article saying, Ooh, all I was doing, I only have one day to live. <laughs> I just wanted to <laughs> around the kitchen and all of a sudden this man blew up his house. I don't know about you salty tadpoles but i think i'm done with this episode now but i hope you have got a little bit of enjoyment out of it probably been weird because it's just been me but let me know let me know i mean james isn't going anywhere he's still going to be here but it would be quite interesting to hear what your thoughts are of this episode because obviously i've not had any feedback during so if you could send you know facebook instagram twitter we're at codswalletpod and uh yeah just reach out and uh let me know how you think it went so thank you i'm gonna drag my dizzy ass off now and uh oh one very very important thing to mention sorry because me and james have been unwell this week unfortunately it does mean that we're not going to be taking part in the live um dr squeeze show we are absolutely devastated and uh sorry that i'm sort of saying this is a second thought but we are absolutely devastated that we're not going to be able to make it but neither of us can really focus very well at the moment and we're like i said earlier james has got a head cold so he's gonna sound really awful and uh yeah because of our slot being at 11 o'clock at night I personally, because I've been so exhausted, don't think I'll be able to make it. So I have reached out to Ian, of course, and I've let him know, and he will be filling our slot as well. So for any people who have already supported, I know, Owen, thank you ever so much for your donation. That has been amazing, and it was the first one, and I was so proud that it was from a salty tadpole. So thank you ever so much for that. And uh if you find yourself between 2 p.m. on well today because i'm going to release the episode today so it's not a surprise um so from 2 p.m on saturday 19th to um what's the following day sunday (laughs) sunday at 2 p.m if you find yourself at a loose edge and you just want to like maybe listen to something check out the dr squeeze show because it is going to be fantastic and it is going to be brilliant and we are really really gutted that we're not going to be part of it so thank you ever so much for your understanding ian and uh really really do appreciate it thank you buddy um We've got a very exciting interview coming up and I can't tell you about it yet. We've got it confirmed, but I kind of want to keep it a bit of a surprise, but it's a musical one and I am so excited to tell you about it, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I'm going to be a good girl. But anyway, all will be revealed in the coming weeks and yeah, so yeah, you know definitely that there will be an episode very soon again because this episode oh my god i cannot wait in all of the years that i've done this so the three years that i've done this i never thought that i was gonna have to speak to one of my favorite bands and this is it's exciting so you know anyway stay tuned for that so i think in this case i've been talking enough cods wallop this week i have been Gemma, and as always I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Bye. Hi, it's Dr. Squee here. I'm here to tell you about my live video podcast event, Squeefest 2020, brought to you by StreamYard. 
2pm to 2pm British Southern Time on 9am to 9am Eastern. I will be going live for 24 hours on the Dr. Squee Show Facebook page and twitch.tv slash Dr. Squee to raise money for NHS charities together who are supporting NHS staff and volunteers who are bringing the fight to COVID-19. We will have guest stars including the third Dr. Doctor Who companion Katie Manning. From going live we have Trevor Simon. Stand-up comedian Anubhav Powell will be bringing Mumbai to the event and will have so many more guest stars to announce. As well as that, we have quizzes, games, panels with authors and ghost hunters. We've also got your favourite podcasts, Retrek, Netheads, Legend in My Spare Time, Due South by Southeast, Unclassical, Dead Piet Society, Talking Codswallop, Diversely Geek, Legend of the Travelling Tardis, Dog's Best Friend and Blay Makes Food. As well as all that, our friends over at SW20 Radio, The Sound of South Wales, will be broadcasting an hour of Squeefest with our friend Matt Lees. Please follow our Facebook page and at Dr. Squee on Twitter and Instagram for more guest announcements as we have them. All this and so much more. If you can afford to donate, please go to justgiving.com slash Squeefest now or on the day and give what you can. And join me for 24 hours of fun. I'll see you there.